What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here to record our deepest darkest thoughts about the millennial lifestyle, hip-hop, R&B, anime, video games. This week, video games. I have, here's a rough delineation I'm going to draw. Millennial culture is divided, allegedly, between the old millennials and the young millennials. And there are two video games no, that represent... Here they go. No, but they they two video games, I feel, that represent um, two slices of the millennial lifestyle. As I say, every time we intro this show, the millennial lifestyle, right? You have Minecraft and you have <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> I feel like Minecraft is like, obviously, like the younger millennials to the Zoomers, obviously, right? He's like bleeding over to the Zoomers. You mean like, point. okay, so... Like, you're not fucking like, with you're, you're, like you're, you're, you're... I'm talking about like in the in the in the in in you in your big black reading rainbow <laughs> expanse with with yep yep with with the pixelated graphics and the slow transitions and your and your purple <laughs> gradient that runs all the way to orange. 
on one end, there's Minecraft. On the other yep. end, there's Grand yep. Theft Auto Five, and all people fall on the spectrum. All millennials yeah, the fall spectrum. on the spectrum. Is what you're all saying. millennials fall on the spectrum okay. between Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto Five. And you get as what long I'm saying, as we can accept that there is a spectrum, and these are the, like we were just like, agreeing on the nodal points here. Like, yeah, yeah. of course, I, okay, of course, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah, but, but now nah, I'm not fucking get- with Minecraft like that. Right. But you you get what I mean, right? In the sense of like, look, video games. Okay, here's the thing. I'm the older of the two of us. And back in back in mm. my day, as it were, right? Like and I, I have a pitch. I'm like reporting a story. I'm reporting a story about this that like, look, there was a generation of gamers, or there were several generations of gamers from like the Gen Xers through to my generation, where like if you talked about being a gamer, you're talking about offline gaming. You're talking about like single player sitting in front of your TV, maybe you're sitting with friends, but otherwise, like, you play a game and you're done with the game. Maybe you replay the game a lot. I replayed a bunch of Resident Evil games back in the day, but you play a game, you're done with it, right? And then you get shit like Minecraft. You get shit like Grand Theft Auto V. Minecraft comes out, like, 2011. Uh, GTA V out 2013. Before that, you get stuff like the MMORPGs. And these are just games you just sort of... You play, and then it, like, weirdly becomes the only game you play and then 10 years go by and you're still playing that one game. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I mean. It's like Minecraft and GTA 5 kind of represent like that shift. Uh, If you're talking about like mainstream sort of like setting the MMORPG and the more hardcore stuff aside, right? Super mainstream down the middle. It's Minecraft and GTA. And... Here's the thing. Very true. I, the last GTA I played was San Andreas, right? This is like 2004 comes out. I don't play it till college. I actually play GTA San Andreas with Ringer editor Ben Lindbergh in his dorm room, freshman year of college, Georgetown University. It's the last time I played a Grand Theft Auto game. I have never played five. This weekend, I got in a fight with somebody on Reddit over over cyberpunk and GTA and, and the comparison of those two games and, or those two titles. Right. And it's like, I need you as somebody who's brought up your experiences with GTA five over the years to actually get into it with me and talk to me about like the long tail of this game that came out in 2013. Right. And sold like, multi-billion copies and is still popping in Joe Biden's economy. Explain it. Because I don't even know much about the structure of GTA 5 compared to the others such that it has that longevity. I mean, to... I think first we... I would like to fully flesh out the longevity of this franchise and specifically of this, like, of this entry into the franchise GTA 5. You played San Andreas in your in your dorm room freshman year with Ben Lindbergh. Yeah. I graduated, and then GTA Five came out a couple months later, and I'm playing it. I'm like I'm I'm playing it right now today. Like it's like there's a <laughs> so there is like that's basically how long it's been. Like so it's been. And really, it's just like the online mode has kind of eaten the rest of the game. Uh, although for me, like my returns to the game are really more about like actually finishing the story, which I have yet to do. It's like kind of nuts, but 
Um, like, in terms of like how, why this game stuck around so much, like for this long as compared to, I mean, say GTA Four, which came out three years right, like three years just before it, or or San Andreas or GTA Three, which is like you know part of that anthology collection that had all the first three games on it, so on and so forth is that it's really just like this came out at the exact like remember we were talking about um the PS5 uh like why there are so few PS5 games out and like kind of that nexus in between genres and I mean like in between consoles where like graphics have caught up just enough um right as a new console is being released yeah or a new engine is being put in, put onto the market, or whatever. And it's like GTA seems to like fall right in this GTA Five felt like right in the perfect storm with okay. all of that. And so like it was right cut. It felt good coming right out of the gate. It looked um like the best thing anywhere ever, <laughs> and kind of still feels that way. Um, Texture-wise, like in terms of how shiny and clean everything is, like, and then also really, like, flat out, like the weapon wheel is like so clean and useful, and like the interface is just so stylish. Also, like, it's just like there's the when I think that there's probably there's a mission where you as playing as one of three protagonists, which is also the first time that GTA has done that in the franchise is GTA five, uh, Trevor. And the thing is that with you, with you having all these three, the three protagonists, you actually get three varied types of gameplay. Um, Trevor like likes to go in heavy, has a lot of money for you to screw up and also to buy gun, like even the cars that you drive are off-road vehicles and you live out in the desert. So you can, you can literally cut corners and be fine. Like the cars will roll over and take a lot of damage and nothing matters because Trevor is on crank all the time and does everything really fast and in a hurry. And like it's, and he goes in heavy and loud and that's the only option normally. Um, but there's this one mission where you like when you first realize the scope of like the scope of his arsenal is you just kind of, he's they just like like the, the the prompt on the bottom of the screen reads you know take out your sniper rifle and so you already have a sniper rifle with a suppressor on it in your arsenal and then it's just like get on your ATV which you have one of those already yeah and then you go to a lookout point and you pick out people you pick people off and then you walk people down with whatever the like I think it's a submachine gun that you already have also but then you realize that you have tens of thousands of dollars to go to the ammunition and put suppressors on all your weapons which you didn't have before because like Trevor's been sitting with the money that sitting on the money that he had from the score from the very beginning of the game. That's the setup. So, I mean, like, I sound kind of manic and crazy describing this, but, like, that's also the kind of feverish enthusiasm that Grand Theft Auto brings out in people still, and that's why the online community of it is so large and strange, 
honestly. Yeah, but can you talk to uh, me how the online? Because that's the th- that's the other thing about the distinction between five and the in the the GTAs I played. Right, growing up, the first ones, Vice City, San Andreas, and like that's that is an offline experience. So like, what is I don't know like. When you say online, like what's what's online play in GTA Five? So, the story of GTA Five is centered around like building a heist. You know, you you get a crew together and you do some jobs because you're you need to change the situation that you're in. Is like you know the log line of all of the you know flourishes that these three separate stories have. Um, so that mechanic that they build up in the story mode of the gameplay and they give you the sandbox, which is basically just Los Angeles. Like that feels as familiar as New York feels in a Spider-Man game. Almost, you know, like you can, it, it like has like, there are things that you can see. There are landmarks that you can pick up that you recognize, you know, but it also feels like its own, its own, you know, Island of Misfit Toys. In any case, the story mode uh, builds up this uh, heist mechanic that you get to just execute over and over again in different and more like ridiculous ways online. Um, or you can do, you know, you can be just like a tattoo artist online. Like, you know, like there's, you can go get tattoos and go do and sing karaoke and, uh, all this other stuff that you would expect from like that you get to do in open world games is available in the online modes. But like the draw is really like the heist, the stuff that's that they put on, you know, uh, commercials, uh, on televised breaks for major sporting leagues is like the stuff is the heist stuff that they just kind of like, do a bunch of iterations on. That's the new storylines that they sell and downloadable content that they are able to put out quarterly almost. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's like, I'm so used to GTA just being like a very like cinematic story. Like that was the novelty of GTA back in the day. Right. Is like, uh, Mm -hmm. cinematic, not in the sort of pretentious sense, but in the kind of, summer action movie sense was like the whole deal but those games are so straightforward right right? because it's just like missions and side missions and then it's over especially like something like the side games like i remember vice city feels like that i mean it literally just in it's just the ending of scarface is the ending of vice city if i remember correctly also rest in peace to ray liotta yeah um (laughs) so like sandbox Um. and then you look up what nine years? Someone's like ten years old at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost ten, it's almost ten years old. It's like there is, like there's this. Well, there's a sandbox, but also the secondary community. Um like that's built on top of like the online community that already exists within like you know the uh servers of the game is like people that are on twitch and people that are on whatever like t grizzly doing his little stage plays 
using GTA online characters or, you know, knowledge making beat tapes on Twitch using, you know, what like using characters from that are also like, you know, GTA on in the GTA online engine. Like there's there's just sort of like all these strange things happening elsewhere online that are made that were initially made possible through like Rockstar Games sort of like embracing the culture that evolved around the franchise. Like every rapper that played it and then rapped about it feels like they have a, a verse on a track somewhere on Los Santos radio, okay. which is like a, a, an ever evolving and mutating thing. All like, uh-huh. it feels like there's, they, they put out, they put new songs into the like onto the playlist continually. If it isn't, it's just because like the playlist is so lo- like the the number of songs and the click wheel of radio stations and the flavor that you get from different places is so varied and dense and large that it feels like you know they that they're still adding to it if they aren't. Um. That's like a like, that's an interesting contrast in the sense of like I remember back in GTA three, I think there's like a there's like a song with Royce to five nine on it. And I remember being like, yo, this is cool. Yeah. They got like rap, they have like contemporary music in this video game. But then you play that game for long enough and you've heard that Royce to five nine verse. Like you hear that verse you, like exactly. ten that's, times that's in an true. hour. Yeah, it's like way more limited yeah. than what you're describing. Yeah. I like it honestly could just like and and really this is my experience with the game is playing the story for a while, getting pulled into the online section of the game, getting kind of burnt out on it, or picking up a different game, then coming back to it because I didn't finish the story and starting the story over and the cycle just sort of repeating again. So I'm on this part where I'm on the story and I don't Maybe I just have never played it long enough or for the amount of time to like have to have heard the Royce the Five and I verse like 17 times or whatever. But yeah. like I bet like the circumstances for me right now is just that like I can't drive and get around. But after a mission where you and your loudmouth homie Lamar uh you know don't knock like end up not kidnapping one of you know the ogs from such and such set like the writing of the of like the 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 gang banging shit is kind of you know meh but it is what it is anyway like after a nighttime mission i was just kind of like driving around through like on the opposite part of town taking the wall the long way back to the safe house and Blonded Radio is obviously one of the stations that's on that's on like Los Santos Radio. And the there's this Uzi song that came on Shuffle that like I glossed over from Love is Rage 2. That like I mean honestly there's a lot of I just couldn't digit like that. Sh- that that album was like a sugar rush. It's like mad pop rocks, yeah. and you gotta like give yourself a break occasion. <laughs> like it's just like I agree. With you. But one of the but like I had forgotten about for real, and like I was driving around to it, and then like it was like I 
was didn't notice it, but suddenly, and I was in a like sprinter van doing 70 on surface streets, doing the special ability to weave in and out of cars because the song was so great. I was just like, what the hell is this? I haven't heard this in so long. And I was just like, oh, wait, yeah. But like I had that experience a lot playing that game. Like it will be something that either something that I've never heard or something that I've glossed over from a record that came out like, you know, somewhere in the blah blank difficult to like hazily remembered years between 2016 and 2020. Um, like there's just kind of like this repository of weird music from the internet on there and also yeah. dusty records from the, from the sixties and seventies or whatever. It's all on there. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. It's funny, like the the expansiveness that you're describing, like the argument I was having with someone about cyberpunk is, you know, it's like a subreddit where it's like the people who are still on that subreddit are people who, who stood by that game, cyberpunk 2077. And they, it was like somebody re rehashing the reviews and being like, I don't get why so many people compared this game to grand theft auto. Like it's not like grand theft auto. And it's like, look, I agree with you. But Cyberpunk 2077 implemented like a police wanted rating system and radio stations and shit. Like, it's not like people invented that comparison out of thin air. And yet, like Cyberpunk, it was like Cyberpunk was sold as a sort of next gen, like impossibly immersive. Like you would really feel like you're a part of Night City. But it really is like it feels like no one's fucking with GTA 5 in terms of like that level of immersion, right? Or that level of feeling like you are in a real facsimile of 
an American city with American culture and all that shit, even though you're just really playing a rock star game. Absolutely. I mean, like, service by those, you know, brazen, crazy interjections of, like, the, the, the radio ads that they have. Yeah. Uh, I miss that shit. Um, That's my favorite that thing just about like, Grand Theft Auto. Yo, man, that shit is, it's so <laughs> fun. Like, they're so ridiculous. And they're so, like, yeah, it's just, just every, like, the, the game just, constantly thumbing its nose at American culture. Uh, like, I mean, there's a, there's a, one of the initial missions that you play as Michael, which is, you know, the gangster that, you know, didn't die but moved to Miami but actually <laughs> moved to Los Santos as Michael. Like, you know, old white guy, you know, wishes that the game was, it was like it was when he was younger and it was simpler and blah, 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 blah. People, these kids today got no blah, 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 blah. <laughs> One of the initial missions of the Michael character is you have to pose as like a 40, a middle-aged 40 something who lost their job and now needs to go to a tech startup so that you can assassinate a sort of Zuckerberg, uh, Elon Musk facsimile character by oh, wow. like bugging his phone with an explosive. <laughs> so I want to say that, it's like the like, third game that has that kind of thing. Yeah. But, okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like, and and you, you know, you blow his head off during a keynote address during which he's talking about, like, we've ransomed back your personal data and privacy over the years at enormous profit to raucous cheers. <sighs> and the company's called Life Invader, you know, <laughs> like, and everybody, like, nobody thinks that it's like a weird thing that it's called that. Um, yeah, you know, like, the game is just like that. It's, it's funny in that way yeah i do i that's the thing about it like i think i used to back in the day legit just sit in the cars in grand theft auto just so i could like hear the humor of that of that world you know what i mean like i don't know like the yeah. shit you said with the radio ads and the music it's like i don't know Maybe I just had, you know, I was, I, it was more of a vibe when I was younger too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I've never gotten into to five. I think the thing that interests me about it is that I feel like over time we've talked about games on the pod, right? Especially if you're talking about, like, let's say we both played a game that we're reviewing. Maybe it's Cyberpunk. Uh, maybe it's, it's anything, right? I feel like when you're sort of tuned out on a game, I always feel like the thing you bring up as the game you relapse to is GTA. And I'm curious about like how that, how GTA five becomes that game for people. It's almost like, cause like I have that too with siege and I, I realized that over time it's like, yeah, whenever I get bored or frustrated with something else, I just sort of, I'm like, I don't just drop the game. I just sort of find myself playing siege again. <laughs> Because, you know, I think that you turn GTA on and you are 
actually, here's a, here's a good way to put it. There's like, there's, so, so because you have three main protagonists, they have a mechanic where you can switch it between the three of them using a directional pad and, you know, the, and the left stick to, you know, use the click wheel, like sort of like the weapon wheel, you choose your character. And if you leave, you know, you one character driving and you switch to another, you might switch from Michael driving to uh to Franklin breaking up a fight between Lamar and somebody at like, you know, the ball court suddenly. Uh, you know, and then you can like hop in your car. Then you're in your car and you're driving around. And the music is on and you're just kind of like, you can start driving faster. If you get into shit and you pick up a wanted level, you can shake the cops. And then all of a sudden you're, you're in there and you're doing stuff. You know what I mean? And there's always more and different stuff to do. Like if you are bored with like the repetitiveness, repetitiveness of one thing, you can go do street races. You can you know, go plan a heist. You can just drive around and do nothing. Can you still do the shit where you just like, um, not, I mean, not to be too graphic, but where you just like, uh, let's say harass a bunch of pedestrians and cops and then do terrorism, basically. Can you still do that in GTA? Oh, I mean, like, it's harder to, like, I mean... You can, but it's like not like as easy to why? It's not why do they nerf it? To wreak havoc and get away with like doing acts, doing committing light no! acts of terrorism and no. Like it's, I mean, like you can, like you can, but I mean, like I don't know, man. Like the alpha boys be on your ass when you when you even like when you like are trying to shoot the tires off of an armored truck on the freeway, it turns into a fiasco. Damn. You know, and then you gotta you gotta duck people and go down the LA River and hide under a bridge and, you know, leave that in the bushes and get on it. It's a it's a whole thing. It always feels it feels distinctly. Also because I think of the realism of the game and because it feels like you're wandering around in for me especially since i've lived in los angeles for eight years like you're a, a little bit like you're wandering around your own city that you're losing if you drop a lot of bodies uh, okay you know okay. what i mean i can't i can't describe specifically what that feeling is like other than like you know you can in hitman if you want kill everybody on the way to the target but you turn around and you have a trail of bodies leading to the person that you came there to kill. And that all points back to you. So it's not like you get a high score of right. that mission. Okay. Yeah. Right. They just make it feel bad. Okay. Yeah. That was the other thing. I will say, I'm like, uh, uh, we were sort of, we were down largely on Cyberpunk 27 when we reviewed it. I went back and replayed it a bunch recently and I'm I'm more sort of warm on that game to the point that I'm looking forward to both DLC and the anime for it. I still think it's trash. I still think it's trash that in that game, like the way they do wanted levels, it's like wanted levels, four star max, right? And if you, once you get two, yeah. it's easy to outrun the cops in Cyberpunk 
But once you're at your second star, you basically like you just die. It's not even like you're describing where it's like they find a clever way. Like they clearly want to discourage you from that kind of spree type behavior in cyberpunk. But instead of doing what you're describing, they just sort of make it so the cops spawn like 10 feet away from you and just shoot you in the head and it's over. And that's trash. No, it's it's like you feel like it definitely is. You can feel the heat rising, like especially if you're not in a car that that doesn't go very fast. Like, yeah, they do pit maneuvers. They do pincer attacks. They lay out strips. They have like blockades. They bring out helicopters. I mean, like if you, man, if you get helicopters involved, if you actually get helicopters involved early, like by doing some shit on the highway, it's it just sucks, man. Nah, that that <laughs> was the best part the of it back time. in the day. That was like the goal back in the day was to bring the helicopter out. That's what you wanted. You wanted to you wanted yeah. to hit enough people to bring the helicopter out. Yeah, you know, but like you don't feel as but I mean like also it's sort of like what you're describing is and I guess this doesn't this doesn't really maybe this doesn't translate so well to you like since you didn't play sports games like that, but it's like the difference between to me like in FIFA 98 where you could drop the ball at the keeper's feet chip it to your center back and like and then he could juggle it kick it to the ticket kick it to the center forward who could then juggle it twice and then stick it in the top corner and you could win 7-0 that way easily a lot like you could score a lot of goals with the ball never touching the ground in that game like if just because of the way that the everything was put together, like in the the, the like the the generation, the, the gaming physics? system, and then progressively, yeah. yeah, the physics of the game, and progressively, they they gave like it was you know eight directional movement. Then it was you know we're going to mocap more players doing more movements. We're going to put in a trick stick. We're going to do all this other stuff. We're going to do intuitive movement, so on and so forth. Until now, like you could be Bernardo Silva on a like you know in a in the middle of the summer on a dry night in the Bernabeu, and your touch could run on you just because you're tired in the seventy sixth minute. That can happen, you know, in a FIFA game now. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't go to, like, and it's just like my, my common complaint is that I don't go to sports games to be reminded of my limitations yeah. in real life. I go there <laughs> to dominate. But, like, you know, it's a similar, like, it's a similar thing with GTA now. It's just kind of like, you know, in GTA San Andreas or GTA 3, yeah, you can rack up a five-star warning level and lead the the cops and the FBI and the SWAT teams and the and the Army if they come in on a merry chase. But in but in GTA but in GTA Five, like three star water level is like extra hard difficulty already. Yeah. yeah. Bet. Um, if I could talk a little bit about my comfort game real quick, just because like I hadn't played. Look, beginning of the pandemic, I stopped playing Siege just because I was like, I'm not about to be in my basement in Brooklyn yelling at 16 year olds during lockdown. I'm going to go learn JavaScript. I'm going to see you niggas later, right? 
uninstall Siege. I was getting a little mm-hmm. exhausted. I finished, I mentioned I was working on this video about Hideo Kojima. I published that shit this weekend. First thing I did, I'm like, I'm going to play Siege. I need I need to play something that's not narrative. It's not <laughs> pretentious, not convoluted. Let me go play some Siege. You know, get gets my wife is out of town right now. Let me go play some Siege. Let me get back on my bullshit. I boot up Siege. That shit, they changed the whole aesthetic of that shit. See, it's you, to your point about <laughs> playing a game that was less realistic and then sort of as graphics and physics, you know, catch up with it, it becoming more realistic with time. They really turned Siege into some anime looking esports shit. Because Siege's whole thing in the beginning is like tactical, you know, gadget, strategic gameplay. And it still is that, but it's just like they changed the art style. Everybody look like anime now. People got laser gadgets. You got gadgets where you pop pills in the middle of the, the match to recover health. They got like a pill dispenser. It just looks different. <laughs> it looks super smooth. And it's very, it looks very zoomery, is what it is. No, it looks very esportsy. Um, but I don't really have that much else to say about C. It's just that Gotta I just logged in for like you a know? little bit on Sunday and I was just like, holy shit, what happened? Um, but Siege is like, Siege is not, Siege is no Grand Theft Auto 5 in terms of player base or in terms of, uh, any of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those games where it's like, I know I should, and I should say, I'll give it a shot. But GTA, I don't know. It, it, everything you're describing sounds legitimately fascinating. And it sounds like, again, it's some of the stuff that I wish Cyberpunk did better. It sounds like GTA 5 does it better. If I want it, I should go play it. But also, everything I know about your relationship with GTA 5 and the rest of the internet's relationship with GTA 5 suggests that I should stay away because I'm going to look up 500 hours later later um, I'm gonna still be playing that shit, and I'm getting too old. I'm getting too. Old. I'm married now, Mike. You can't be recommending these games to me that I'm gonna play for ten years straight. <laughs> That's also why I stopped Siege. It's just like oh, there's man. a point where it's like you don't have the stamina for for games with that kind of shelf life anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I'm not like I'm not trying to be in the the massively open thirty multiplayer games. Uh, getting my wig blow back for all of all of the ducats that I've saved up. <laughs> but it's um you know, it's like I mean, even just messing like I mean just wandering around in the story mode yeah. doing like doing stuff in the sa- doing stuff in the sandbox is satisfying enough, you know. As I mean like as a gap filler in between things like when you're just like I want to play a game but I don't want to do something that is going to make me learn a new button system or download, you know, however much lore, you know, this is, it suffices. Yeah. So to that exact point, like learn a new button system, that's my thing with Guilty Gear Strive, which looks beautiful, feels beautiful. But every time I boot that game up, I'm just like, dog, I have flashbacks to how much hours I dumped into Street Fighter V. And Street Fighter V is great, or it became a great game after time, after its release, right? But it's like, can I really? I, it, you know, it's daunting. It's like, man, it's a whole different control scheme. I'm 35. 
Like you're right. At least GTA Five sounds like something where it's like, nah, you could just pick that shit up. That's Grand Theft Auto in general. It's just something you pick up, and it's not really that complicated. True. Um, wait, have you played Minecraft? I've actually never played Minecraft. Have you played that shit? <sighs> no. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Nope. I never played Minecraft. That was that was. You say it like I I'm Eric Holder, like interrogating you. <laughs> no, because I was I was really trying to think about oh, it because I was just like I was really like oh maybe I had played like oh I think I played it briefly. And I was like nah, it feels like something that I remember. And then I was like oh yeah, that's right. I was watching somebody play it again. Pretty sure it was the the homie TJ um, from you know grade school. But like, yeah, I don't really. I I never played Minecraft. Okay, okay. That's how you know. We, I mean, okay. So we're you're still a young millennial, but you a fake millennial. That's why you haven't played Minecraft. Um, I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> well, really, I didn't have anything. I just asked you about GTA Five this whole episode because again, it's like one of them things that it's like, you know, I, I feel like an outsider too, but it's interesting. And it's a big part of yeah. I mean, like it like, it persists. You know, like it's they got the big summer update coming where you get to to to, to sell merch and invite only sessions, and that's going to change things up for you. You don't have weird people dropping in to your to your matches. You know, pa- literally parachuting in naked, wearing gas masks, doing crazy shit. I don't see the problem. This is stuff that happens playing GTA, I don't see the problem. but that's the spirit of GTA. At least the GTA I grew up with. That's it is. It is. It is. It is the spirit of GTA. It's not chaotic. It's not chaotic evil. It's like chaotic neutral is what GTA always always was. That was my approach to GTA. Um, I don't know. I think that's all we got this week. Stefan, you got anything? Yeah. Mikey, you got anything? Um, Nah. Listeners, email us about any iteration of Grand Theft Auto at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Like I said, the main ones I played were like three in San Andreas. No, three Vice City, really, in San Andreas. Um, soundonlypod, gmail.com. Yeah. What, I mean, email us about Minecraft. Three Liberty City and... and- yeah, Liberty City. Yeah, Liberty yeah, City. If you Liberty remember City. Yeah. that, that's the one that had. That's the one I'm thinking of. Voice to five nine, like a bunch of rappers. It's like D12 era rap. Is Liberty City, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm Justin Charity, and I'm Mike Peters. We'll see y'all next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.